0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. My dear friends and brothers and sisters, we all know that we need to eat. We need to eat bread to survive to eat food. But we do need to partake of the true bread, and the true bread is the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might survive spiritually. And so as we think of the bread of life, so it speaks to us of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Lord Jesus Christ, as we read in our introductory reading there in John 6, And so the Lord Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem. And the name Bethlehem simply means the house of bread. And so as we look at our subject this afternoon, we want firstly to go back to the Old Testament scriptures. We go back to the time of the Exodus. We think of the children of Israel. Israel had departed from Egypt, from the iron furnace of sin and death. They had traveled to the shore of the Red Sea. They had passed through the midst of the waters. They had sung for joy, rejoicing in the goodness and the power of Almighty God. And yet those cries, those cries of celebration soon faded away this as a problem arose just go back to Exodus chapter 16 the 16th chapter of the book of Exodus and we look at verses 2 and 3 verse 2 tells us and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness the children of Israel said unto them "What to God we had died in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger and so on the surface then their request was understandable. They had nothing to eat. They were in the desert where virtually nothing grows. And yet their accusation against the prophet Moses was severe indeed. Their declaration was that Egypt was a place Israel had eaten bread to the full. And so their sole desire appears to have been the satisfying of the flesh. And again in this 16th chapter of Exodus. The next verses tell us that Almighty God speaks unto the prophet Moses. Look at verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses. Behold I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And so these words then in this fourth verse reveal four vital facts. Firstly, that Almighty God would provide the bread. Secondly, that Israel should gather of it daily. Sorry, secondly, that the bread would come from heaven. Thirdly, that Israel should gather of it daily. And fourthly, that their acceptance of it in faith should provide proof of their obedience. And so again, as we continue in this 16th chapter chapter, we come down to verse 16. There we read, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gathered of it every man according to his eating. An omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he gathered much and had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And the Apostle Paul, he makes reference to this incident here in his letter to Corinth. And he teaches that we must be gatherers and distributors of God's word but if we we do not labor then we can not eat if we do not gather of the manna the bread from heaven the true bread then we will not find a place in the kingdom which we believe shortly will be established and so as the manna then in the wilderness as it strengthened the bodies of the israelites enabling them to continue their pilgrimage journey through that wilderness so the daily gathering the daily gathering of the manna god's word will strengthen us to gain the mastery over sin but we have to individually we have to individually partake of it into our hearts and our minds and if we do this then we will acknowledge those four features seen here in Exodus 16 and verse 4 one that almighty God has provided the true bread, the Lord Jesus Christ. Two, that he has been miraculously provided from heaven from Almighty God. And three, we affirm and practice the necessity of daily gathering of this food. And fourthly, so the manner, as we have in this 16th chapter, It was given to teach humility and to teach trust. And so it was intended to show Israel of old that just as this bread had come symbolically from heaven, so almighty God who dwells in heaven will similarly give unto us that food which sustains life forevermore. And the words of Job in his 23rd chapter understood this principle. We won't look at it, but there Job describes for us the words of God, he says, and we quote, The words of God are more than his necessary food. The words of God are more than his necessary food. Another principle of the manna was that the people might be tested. Tested to see whether they would serve and believe almighty God or not. And the closing verses here in this 16th chapter tell us that a number of manna was preserved in the golden pot. It was later placed in the ark of the covenant. Just come down to verses 32 and 33 verse 32 and Moses said this is the thing which the Lord commandeth fill a open of it to be kept for your generations that ye may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt and Moses said unto Aaron take a pot And put an omer full of manna therein. And lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. And so this manna then, this manna types the Lord Jesus Christ. As the bread of heaven. The bread from heaven. In a state of constant preservation. This old measure of manner within the ark was miraculously kept for centuries. It was concealed from view by the mercy seat. In the same way, the Lord Jesus Christ has been hidden in the heavens for centuries. Hidden in in incorruptible nature to be revealed at that set time. And so our introductory reading in John 6 describes for us one of the many discourses between the Lord Jesus Christ and the people of his day. The chapter commences with the feeding of the 5,000. It was where a great multitude of people were fed with bread. And this miracle of feeding the 5,000 is mentioned in all the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Perhaps those with eyes to see will think of the manner with which their fathers had been sustained and proved. Is this why, then? That some of the people, perhaps in a challenge to the Lord Jesus Christ, referred back to the generation in the wilderness. But the question was still asked by the multitude to the Lord Jesus. What sign can you show us? They asked. What sign can you show us? How can we believe? How can we be sure? For even resurrection was insufficient for some to believe who the Lord Jesus Christ was and what he had come to do. And so they said, When camest thou hither? The people asked the Lord, Why camest thou hither? When camest thou hither? And the Lord Jesus answers them, He's telling them that they sought him not because he saw the miracles and the signs, but because he ate of the loaves and you were fed, you were filled. And so this answer went to the root of the motive in following the Lord Jesus. All they really cared about was the satisfaction of their hunger. And so the purpose then, behind the miracle, the lessons contained in it, were not considered. They were prepared to toil in their search for him, but not in their endeavour to understand his words or his actions. And so the time then of this miracle, this feeding of the five thousand. It was the time of barley harvest. Barley harvest, the food of the poor. Bread was short at that time. People followed the Lord Jesus because they might get something for nothing to fill themselves. Just think of our days. If one, was, if, if one would give those about us food, then there would be cues, wouldn't there? There would be cues to receive something for nothing, to fill their own stomachs. They might get fed for nothing. And so Jesus said, were it not for the meat which perishes, he exhorted them, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus, Shall give unto you. And the ability of the Son of God to give life is confirmed by the fact that Jesus, it says in verse 27 that the Lord Jesus hath the Father's seal. The Lord Jesus hath the Father's seal. And so coming down, the verses here of John 6, the question being asked by the people as we have in verse 28 and 29. Verse 28, then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. And so the people then had followed the Lord, but not with understanding and not with faith. They could not understand him. Such claims were too great for them. They wanted credentials. And in asking for them, so they showed their failure in grasping the meanings. They asked for a sign. They asked for the sign that they might see and believe. And they went back many, many centuries earlier. They spoke of their fathers being fed by Moses in the wilderness for those 40 years. And Jesus answers them. He taught them that the manna was a type in pointing forward to himself. He told them that their fathers had eaten the manna of Moses in the wilderness in order to preserve their natural lives. And so what did then the Lord Jesus teach with regards to the manna? Just come further down this chapter in John to verse 32 and 33. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world. And so Jesus then was simply listing the similarities between himself and that manna in the wilderness manna was from heaven in that God of heaven the God of heaven had provided it for his people and the Lord Jesus Christ is said to have come down from heaven in that his birth took place as a result of a heavenly power acting upon his mother and so, surely, then the warnings, the warnings contained in the words of Jesus, are as applicable today as they were in the days when the Lord Jesus Christ journeyed through God's land, teaching and healing, correcting and guiding. The manner was miraculous, it was satisfying. It was satisfying to those thousands who were fed by it. The Lord Jesus Christ then is the true fulfillment of these things. The manna was merely a type. It was but a shadowy representation of the faithful, sinless, unique man, the Son of God. Just come down this sixth chapter to verses 57 and 58. There we read, As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. And so the Jews of Christ's day, they did not understand those words, that Jesus had come down from heaven. That Jesus was that living bread. And so they murmured. Just go back to verses 41 and 42. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? The Jews did not understand the words of this 41st verse. They said, speaking of the Lord Jesus, how can this man have come down from heaven? seeing that we know his father and his mother. The Lord Jesus was the true, antitypical bread from heaven, in that he was the son of God. He was provided to give life, to give life unto the people. And so then back in the wilderness... The people had to partake of the manna or they perished. And so now, his hearers must receive him, the Lord Jesus Christ, in faith or perish also. And so Jesus now, for the first time, he points definitely to himself, as we have in this sixth chapter of John, under verse 35. Because Jesus says there, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And this 35th verse of our 6th chapter goes on. And Jesus says, he that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. And so it follows then. That if we don't feed on the Lord Jesus Christ spiritually. Then we have no life in us. What Jesus is really saying here. Is simply that just as a natural body. Will die if it is not fed. So the spiritual man. That which was reborn will die also. If it is not fed on the words of. Of almighty God. And another lesson for us. Being. That we give thanks to our God. For our natural. Daily food. Our natural daily food. With which we receive. Day by day. But do we then. Do we then give thanks. For the spiritual food that we receive which is also available day by day if only we should read and meditate upon the word of God here in the Bible and again as we see in chapter 6 we read in verse 63 it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are lies. And so these words then spoken by the Lord Jesus are the words of the spirit. They are words of truth and they are words of power. Back, in, back with the children of Israel in the wilderness, Israel did not understand. They did not understand that Almighty God led them out of Egypt, not primarily to bless them materially, but to make them a separate people. Their road was constantly beset by hard trials of faith. Almighty God could have easily have made it otherwise. But that would not have served his loving purpose. And so it was so difficult at times. There seemed no release at all. But a change from one hardship to another one. Even a greater one. And so they lost sight. They lost sight of the fact that it was their spiritual well-being. It was their spiritual well-being. Their spiritual development. In which almighty God. Was interested. Israel. Yes they expected natural blessings. And because these were not forthcoming. So they murmured. They murmured continually. Against almighty God. Just go back for. For. Three verses in the book of Deuteronomy. The eighth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Here it's an exhortation to obedience. An exhortation to obedience. And it tells us there in verse one, <coughs> Deuteronomy chapter eight. All the commandments which I command you this day shall be observed to do that ye may live, and multiply, and go in, and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. What for? To humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee, he suffered thee to hunger, fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live and so as we appreciate our natural food is vital for our present life But the spiritual food that we digest is considered by Almighty God of much greater importance. And so then we try to rise above our natural nature, put on higher higher important things. We can just think of the prophet Jeremiah Because in speaking of the words of his God, Jeremiah says, and we quote, thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy words was unto me, thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. And so then we have to believe in the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we have the Lord Jesus Christ brought before us many times. For example, in the Gospel of Matthew, we have the Lord Jesus as the great King, the one who is heir to David's throne and the kingdom of Israel. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is revealed to us as the Messiah. As the servant of Almighty God. Luke's Gospel writes of Jesus as the perfect man. And in the Gospel of John, here we have powerfully presented the Lord Jesus Christ as the glorious Son of God. And again, it's in John's Gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ is to be found under many various beautiful metaphors and allegories. All these pointing forward to himself. He tells us that he is the bread of life, the living water, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the door, the true vine, the lamb of God. And again, it's here in John's gospel, the 17th chapter, and we quote, There it says, it is life eternal to know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And so we then have to know Almighty God and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And to know truly a person is not just to know that they exist, But it is to know something of their position and of their character. And so in like wise, in like manner, to know almighty God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is not simply to be aware of their existence, but to know the attributes, the purposes which they have. We might say, yes, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But this will not give us a place in the kingdom and eternal life. If we are to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, is it not reasonable then that we believe who he is? Why he came? Why he will come again? And many other very important facts testified Of the Lord Jesus found in the scriptures of truth. And it was the only desire of the Lord Jesus to obey his heavenly Father at all times, that he might do his will. And again, we find the answer here in John. Just go back to the fourth chapter of John, the fourth chapter of John's Gospel. And here we have the Lord Jesus Christ. He's speaking to the Samaritans of his day. He's speaking to that woman of Samaria. And his disciples said unto him, They said, Come and eat. Come and eat. And Jesus answers them, as we see in verse thirty two of this fourth chapter in John. Verse thirty two But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of therefore said the disciples one to another hath any man brought him aught to eat verse 34 Jesus saith unto them my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work and so then it was as his food as his very food and drink to do his father's will it was so important to him. And so, how then? How then can we be fed spiritually? Not natural food, but spiritual food. And the answer is by feeding upon the Word of God and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For He is the living bread, the true bread that came down from heaven we take an example from scripture it involves two women two faithful women, two sisters which involves the Lord Jesus Christ we just turn back here and go to the gospel of Luke the 10th chapter of the gospel of Luke Luke chapter 10 and we commence at verse 38 and here we see that the Lord Jesus Christ enters into the house of one Martha verse 38 now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Verse 41, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful and Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her and, th- and so then these two sisters Martha and Mary and the guest the Lord Jesus Christ himself so it was a wonderful experience for Martha And so she would no doubt be very anxious, very anxious to do the very best for her guest. And so we can see then these two, Martha and Mary, they would no doubt be in the kitchen area. They would be preparing this feast because it had to be the very best at the arrival of the Lord Jesus so Mary disappears she leaves Martha on her own busy in preparing the food and as time went by so Martha would realise that she was working flat out as it were in the kitchen she was on her own where was her sister and eventually she goes to find where her sister was and she finds her sister where? where was Mary? she was sat at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ she was listening to his words she was hanging on to everything that the Lord said and Martha speaks out possibly in haste And she says to the Lord Jesus, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to prepare the meal? And so the implication here, the implication here is that Jesus came primarily for the food that she will give him. And that Mary therefore, listening to the words of Jesus, is wasting Martha's time. She's no help to her. And so Martha turns to the Lord Jesus. Bid her, she says, that my sister should help me. And so Jesus was quietly telling Martha that it was not necessary for her to go to all that time and trouble to prepare this meal for him. You have forgotten who I am, says the Lord Jesus. You have forgotten what I have brought you. I have come not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And so there were in effect then, two meals being prepared in that Bethany house. One by the Lord Jesus Christ and one by Martha. Which of these two ways? Which of these two was of more importance? The bread which perishes, as we know, has little significance in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The true bread of life. And so the Lord says, as we have in the sixth chapter of John, labor not for the meat that perishes, but for the meat which endures Unto eternal life. And again quickly we just think of the Lord Jesus Christ. That bread of heaven. And we go to that time. That time immediately after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The record is we have in the 24th chapter here of Luke's gospel. It tells us here in Luke 24 and verse 13 that two of the followers of the Lord Jesus are walking to Emmaus. They are walking to Emmaus, some seven or eight, or eight miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking to each other. What were they talking about? They were talking about the things, those things which had happened that day and before. To the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus joins them. He joins them as they walk to Emmaus. Their eyes were held. That they should not know him. They spake. Jesus spake unto them. As we have in the 17th verse of this 24th chapter. Jesus said unto them. What manner of communication are these? That ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad. And so these two then, they thought Jesus was a complete stranger, not knowing the events of the last three days. Thus they relate to Jesus, those things that had happened, those things that had taken place. How did the Lord answer them? How did the Lord answer them? What does he say? Let me come down to verse 25 here of this 24th chapter. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself and so the Lord Jesus takes them back he takes them back to the Old Testament back to Moses he expounded unto them the scriptures concerning himself what was the reaction what was the reaction of those two on that way to Emmaus What was the reaction when they heard his words? The words of the Lord Jesus Christ. The words from the bread of life. Not natural food but spiritual food. That food which would be able to. For them to ponder over the time to come. Had it made an impact? Had it made an impact upon them? And the answer comes in verse 31. and their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight verse 32 and they said one to another did not our heart burn within us while he taught with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures the words of the bread of life And so we then in these last days these days in which we now live as we wait for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ we can also be fed. We can be fed from that bread of life and our hearts and our minds can burn within us by being so affected by the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and all the scriptures. And so then, our prayer is, as we wait for his return, even so come, Lord Jesus. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, OrmskirkChristadelphians.org.uk.